Happy December, everybody. It's a doozy of a December debut for the dudes from Nashville tonight. A lot of D's in that intro. Preds take on the New Jersey Devils. Another D. Tonight in the East Coast, we will talk about how the Preds can slay one of the top teams in the NHL. And in honor of the Preds playing the Devils, who are some of your biggest surprises in the NHL so far this year? Coming up today on the Locked on Predators podcast. Locked On Predators, your daily podcast on the Nashville Predators, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Predators your first listen of the day. Every single day, we are your free to listen to Nashville Predators podcast that's available wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. I'm Nick Morgan. I'm a writer and editor at onthefourcheck.com, and I have a partner in crime who I'm very happy hasn't quit yet after a year and a half of intros like these. I love the intros. I think they're great. You can never have a, enough Ds, but I feel like that can go wrong, so let's just stick yeah. with you I'm thought in. about that before you said it. And I got halfway. Saved, yeah, that might yes. have saved us from being put up on Twitter somewhere. Yes, I'm Ann Kimmel. I think Nick's intros are great. And I am a writer and editor at InsideThePreds.com. I so stand Nash- by that. There we go. Yeah, nail it. Uh, Nashville Predators take on the New Jersey Devils tonight. And if you have not been keeping up with the rest of the NHL outside Nashville this season, uh, you may be surprised to see the New Jersey Devils are one of the best teams in the NHL right now. Some would argue the best overall. Uh, they are 19-4. and four. And they are 9-1-10 and 10 in their last games they only have one loss dating back to the first week of the season and that was a very controversial one oh gosh was kind of stolen from them uh so safe to say new jersey the devils are enjoying the fiery hotness that is their start if somebody had told you at this point in the season this is where the new jersey devils would be what would you have thought uh, I would thought that this was be a very, very lucky start. Like this yeah. would be like puck luck. Like, like yeah. a bunch of, like remember in like 2019, 2020, uh, where the Predators were off to that really, like really good start. And then you like look and it's like they're having to put together all these wild third period comebacks or like, you know, their goal, like the other goalie would like, fall into pieces at some point during the game and it'd be like, oh yeah, they probably weren't that good. They just happened right. to get really lucky. Not the, not the case with New Jersey though. No, no. And New Jersey has had seasons where they've started out looking like, okay, maybe this is a season that they have it together. And eventually sometimes sooner rather than later, kind of the, the bottom falls out of that season. That is not happening in New Jersey. And I think probably the New Jersey devil fans are looking around like, this is, this is it. Like, this is what we have thought it was all those other seasons where we thought maybe this was it. Now it's it. New Jersey is the real deal. And they're, they've got to be super excited. Their last playoff trip was in 2018. 
So they have been waiting for this good team to get behind, to believe in, to say, hey, wait a minute, it's not puck luck. It's not just, you know, other teams were playing or a slow start. Like, this is the real deal for New Jersey, for the Devils team. And and when you look at their team, you know, barring injuries, which is always, you know, the hitch and the giddy up for the NHL teams, this, this team, they're the total package. And who thought they would say that about the New Jersey Devils for reals? Yeah. yeah, everybody. Hey, do you remember who was the head coach of the Devils the last time they made the playoffs? No. John Hines. <gasps> John, how did I not get that? Y'all, we, we recorded really early. <laughs> yeah. That's Taylor Hall's best friend uh, for yeah. the New Jersey Devils. Uh, yeah, and you mentioned it. It's like you, you're kind of looking, maybe this is just, you know, weakness or like, you know, maybe just a team that's getting very lucky and it's not going to be sustainable. And there's really nothing to say uh, it's not going to be sustainable. I mean, Jack Hughes, Jesper Bratt, and Nico Heeshire, who are their big guns, uh, all scoring the better than a point per game. They have a lot of depth scoring uh, from guys like Igor Sharon Govich, Dawson Mercer, Fabian Zetterlund, and Thomas Tatar, who's, you know, Red Wings legend from a few years ago now kind of having a resurgence and then you look at them defensively and that's the biggest change because you know the devils had some guys last year like he's here and you know uh yes we and hughes were all there last year and had pretty good seasons but defensively they couldn't really stop anybody uh they brought in john marino who it sounds like he's not going to be able to play tonight mm-hmm. uh he's going to be out for a while with an injury uh but he was a big part of that defense that's kind of stepped up Dougie Hamilton, Jonas Siegenthaler defensively, one of the best in the NHL. And then you look at goaltending and remember oh this goodness. was a team that had like Mackenzie Blackwood as their go-to guy or Scott Wedgwood or Keith Kincaid as like their goalies, like their number ones over the past few years. Uh, they bring in Vitek Vanacek from the Washington Capitals and that is up there right now. Uh, for maybe best off-season yes. move in the entire NHL because he is a Vezina candidate right now, the way he's been playing. Yeah, and who would have thought that? And I think they got him for like a couple of um they got him for like a couple of trade pieces or something. So it was like a really great deal and not necessarily one that you could have 100% been like, oh, he is going to light it up. But I'm telling you, their goaltending is incredible. 2.12 goals against allowed. He has a 923 save percentage. He has a shutout already. There is just nothing getting by him. And part of that, I think, like you mentioned, is that there is this defensive support in front of him now that maybe he, you know, that that the goaltending hasn't necessarily had in New Jersey in the past couple of seasons. But everything, literally everything is going well for the New Jersey Devils. You know, you talked about depth scoring, which is something that we've mentioned. The Nashville Predators are kind of struggling with this season. You know, you look at their statistics and there's only like, what, five players who haven't scored and three of them are their goaltenders. You know, like just everybody is contributing offensively, defensively. They're playing really well. 2.22 goals allowed per game, which is one of the best. They are so stingy, you know, just so many good things happening in New Jersey. 
which presents a really big challenge for the Nashville Predators and every other team. But specifically, let's talk about what this game's going to look like for Nashville, because there are some things the Predators are going to have to do if they hope to get out of this game with a win. Yeah. And this is a game where you can't make a lot of mistakes. No. This is one that the Predators are really going to have to be on their P's and Q's because uh, the Devils will jump down your throats. And they are a very good team when it comes to capitalizing on chances. Um, this is a game in which the Nashville Predators are going to have to rely on that depth to get them to win. You know, we, we talk about, you know, Philip Forsberg and Roman Yossi starting to heat up. Roman Yossi especially uh, starting to look more and more like the Roman Yossi from last year with each and every game. Uh, that top line's getting there. But we've, we've said this on podcasts before, and, you know, Depth scoring hasn't been there. The herd line uh, hasn't quite been what they've been in seasons past, you know, and all of this is kind of starting to add up. And there's this big scoring gap for the Nashville Predators in the back half of the lineup. Uh, and when you go against a team like the Devils, who, you know, you'll go through uh, their stats page on NHL.com and there's just, you know, you people, you know, person after person, like people you've never heard of with yes. double digit points and you start to realize, oh, like there's some really good people in the back half of their lineup. And so that makes you think it's like the Preds depth, the third, the third line and the fourth line, whoever's on it, they're going to have to make up some plays because look, Roman Yossi, Philip Forsberg, that top line, they're going to get some chances. Uh, New Jersey's top line is going to get some chances where this game's going to be won and loss is can the Preds depth step up and answer the devil's depth. Can they outplay some of those better depth skaters on New Jersey? Yes. And the player that I think of that we need to see tonight, that's going to be a difference maker. If he can show up for the Nashville predators, Tanner Janelle. Yeah. It seems like we've been saying that for a couple of weeks now. Come on, Tanner. Yeah. They really, that's the kind of player that they need because he is somebody who, of course, you know, physically very good, great at winning the puck, but also he's a smart offensive player. And I think he's paired with people who could set him up for success. We just have not really seen much from Tanner Janot offensively so far this season. And like you said, this is a game where those are the people who are going to win this game. You know, I think, like you said, Forsberg, Duchesne, Niederreiter, Johansson, they're going to try to generate some chances. We've seen the Nashville Predators generating some good chances, especially in their last two games with some high danger opportunities. Those are going to happen, but we need people down the lineup to capitalize on those things. So third and fourth line, and for me especially, I really would like to see Tanner Janot step up, get his game going, get on the scoreboard tonight because the Predators are going to need goals on the scoreboard. Because here's what's real. The the Devils are going to score. Predators got to keep up. Yeah, for sure. They absolutely do. Um, It's going to be interesting to see who the Preds start in goal because this is a back-to-back. They play the New York Mm -hmm. Islanders tomorrow. Uh, you assume uh, UC Saros maybe gets to start tonight and Lankanen gets to start tomorrow. Uh, and if it is Saros, that to me is going to be the player to watch because he is going to have to deal with a lot of chances. UC Saros has been lights out over mm-hmm. the past two weeks. One of the best goalies in the NHL over that span. He's brought a save percentage to about 880 all the way up to 910. So he's kind of creeping back up towards that game changing goalie. We've seen in years past, 
and he's going to have a test tonight. I, I still, I think he's my player to watch. Uh, if the Predators stand any chance of winning this game, we're going to have to see some vintage sorrows. Yes. Yeah. The devil's on the rush. Jack Hughes on the rush. You know, we saw in the game against Anaheim that Saros is handling two on nuns. He's handling breakaways. And this is a game where the Predators are probably going to give up some of those chances. So I, I'm i with you. I vote Saros in net tonight. If John Hines calls, that's what I'm telling him. Yeah. <laughs> if if they give up that many breakaway chances to the Ducks, uh, you probably need to reassess what you're doing when you play the New Jersey Devils. Yes. that's yeah, If John Hines calls me, uh, that's what <laughs> we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll see which one he calls first. That's uh, right. You know, we're strong contender. We'll see which one of us is his favorite. Uh, hey, New Jersey Devils, as we mentioned, maybe surprise in the entire NHL right now. But who are some of their other surprises in the league this season, either for good reasons or bad reasons? We'll talk about some teams and players uh, that meet that criteria coming up in just a second. But first, want to mention today's show is brought to you by BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net, your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. You can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football to basketball to hockey, soccer, esports. They've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts like the one you're listening to right now. You can find those at Bet Online as well. They're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fixed. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, Ann. So we have talked about the New Jersey Devils. Mm-hmm. We've talked about them being perhaps the best team in the NHL right now. And we have talked about them also about how nobody would have predicted that to happen. <laughs> So far this year. So that got us thinking about other surprises in the NHL this year. Maybe teams that are overperforming or underperforming. Uh, maybe some players that you see in the top half of the league leaders uh, when it comes to scoring or what have you. So we thought about who are some of the biggest surprises in the NHL right now? And why don't you lead us off? Who is a big surprise to you so far this season? All right, I'm going to start with a player because we're going to talk players. We're going to talk teams. Just, you know, what what has stood out? And I think this season has actually been, for me, one of the most surprising seasons on all sorts of levels. But probably the biggest NHL surprise for me and our good friend J.D. Young is going to appreciate this shout out. Where you're going with it. Let's hear it for geriatric Eric Carlson. (laughs) <laughs> let's let's hear it for someone doing well for the old folks. Eric Carlson, 32 years old, which is like 857 in hockey years. When we talked with, I don't know if you remember, we talked with JD before the global series where we played the Sharks and JD was like, oh, Eric Carlson, you know, he's just, he's old. Like, it's yeah. just, you know, he's old, he's old. He is old. But he does not care. Eric Carlson, so far in 26 games, 11 goals, 21 assists, he has 32 points. Last season, he had 10 goals, 
25 assists for 35 points. I mean, he's already like, I'll just beat last season by mid-December, early December, and then let's just see what happens. He is only 10 goals away from his best season offensively. He is literally the player to watch in the NHL right now. <laughs> Who would have thought at the beginning of the season that you would get to the end of the evening and, and think, oh, I wonder what Eric Carlson did tonight. Yeah. Nobody would have predicted <laughs> that. Gotta check, gotta check NHL and see if Eric Carlson is closer to breaking the 100 point mark. Yes. I mean, this such a surprise. And I have to say, as somebody who tends to lean more towards the geriatric side, I am 100% here for this performance by Eric Carlson. I am delighted by this. And yeah. And it's, like I said, it's very fun to check in and see because this has just been consistently good play. And barring injury, who even knows what's going to happen come April? And I can't wait to watch. Yeah. Everybody, you know, first off, everybody's saying, oh, yeah, old man Carlson. He's very geriatric. Uh, I just checked and he is a year and a half younger than me. <laughs> so thank you. Anne. I could be his mother. So you're welcome. <laughs> Uh, and the other thing is, I think Preds fans, are, there's still some Preds fans out there that scowl at the name of Eric Carlson uh, because of 2012 and winning the Norris over Shea yes. Weber, who really deserved it that season. Let's be yes. honest. Uh, yeah, I don't think anybody, you know, Eric Carlson started the season just like three months ago as this might be the worst contract in the entire NHL and has evolved into can Eric Carlson be the first defenseman to top 100 points <laughs> like he's on pace right now like he is on pace to set it uh yeah again I, I don't think uh I don't think anybody had that on their bingo card yeah uh, I love I'm it stick with another player and mm -hmm. uh and this one I had the unfortunate pleasure of watching last night because of course I cover the Red Wings uh, uh -huh. and that's Tage Thompson uh, this guy had a career year last year, uh, 38 goals, 30 assists in 78 games last year after really kind of being like a depth piece, like a fourth liner. Uh, and everybody kind of was like, huh, when Buffalo put him on the first line last year, it was basically would have been like the equivalent of like the Predators putting I can't think of like, a, like if, if like putting Colton Sissons like on the first line permanently and just being like, yeah. well, there you go. Uh, and so he had a good year last year. I think everybody was kind of thinking like, oh yeah, that's just like kind of a one good year. You know, they bet big on him. He has looked even better this year and he's mm -hmm. looked better on both ends of the ice. He's got 14 goals, 15 assists in 23 games. Uh, he looks like a very good two way center. He's, built a lot of skill like we mentioned he was kind of a fourth liner from you know a few years ago he looks like he has like it is a bona fide number one center like he's got very good setup ability he's got very good skating ability uh and he's really cleaned it up on the defensive end of the ice he's kind of becoming a little bit of a two-way threat and that's not something i predicted i was kind of expecting you know pretty much anybody on that sabers roster last year who had a good year to be like yeah that that's more of like a Jason Pominville kind of thing. Like one really good season, right. and a bunch of, yeah, that's fine seasons. Uh, but Tage Thompson looks even better than last year. And who would have thought in the aftermath of the Jack Eichel trade 
that it yes. looks like the that it looks like the Sabers have more legitimate top pieces to build around than they did while Jack Eichel was there. All right, so we covered a couple of players. Let's move on to teams uh, real quick. And who's a team that surprised you in a negative way? Like a team that's not as good as you thought they might be. Yeah, this one, there's a couple of them. I tend to always think positive because I'm a optimist, but there's a couple teams that I'm like, really, what are y'all doing? Uh, for me, and maybe this is just the optimist in me, Columbus Blue Jackets. Mm-hmm. And I hate to say that because, you know, I love Jay Foster, who is our locked on Blue Jackets counterpart. Love him. And they won the whole Johnny Hockey sweepstakes. And so for me, that set this expectation. Okay, you bring him in. He's going to elevate everybody else. And suddenly this team is going to be, you know, maybe not, you know, necessarily a contender by any means, but pretty exciting to watch. And it's been a little wah, wah, wah for the Columbus Blue Jackets. Uh, and and saying that as somebody who covers the Predators who lost to the Blue Jackets, I still stand by. Columbus has been a little bit disappointing when you bring in probably one of the best players outside of Connor McDavid. Um, and, and it doesn't seem to be generating much. Um, Johnny Gaudreau, eight goals in 21 games. Uh, he does have 14 assists. But you know, there's just not much buzz happening and not as much success as I would have thought would have come for the Columbus Blue Jackets. Like, I really felt like they were going to kind of take that next step. And maybe they're just not. Yeah, I mean, they, they, they've they had, you, you kind of hope the, the hope that Johnny Gaudreau would come in and kind of be the Artemi Panarin of a few years ago, where he sort of, generates everything for that top line. And then, you know, Columbus in years past have had some pretty good depth in the middle of their lineup, like a lot of unsung hero types. And you kind of hope, okay, well, maybe that was enough. Um, First off, they have had just awful, awful luck this season. Zach Wierenski looks like he's out for the year. Uh, They've had a lot of other players miss time, like Jack Roslevic, that's a big time. Jake Bean, who was supposed to be a big defenseman with them. Uh, Jakob Voracek, who had a pretty good year last year with them. Uh, And, you know, they've had a lot of guys like Cole Sillinger, who was their big rookie last year, hasn't come close to taking that kind of step forward they expected them to this year. Uh, And it's, it's just a mess. Right now, yeah. and I think that's the best way to describe Columbus is just it's a mess. Um, you know, they brought Patrick Line back, and he's been hurt too. And you know, it's one of those things that's like, yeah, you can probably blame it a little bit on bad luck, uh, but there's also just a lot of other factors going on, and a lot of players underperforming, and it just it just hasn't it just hasn't been there. They haven't gotten good goaltending. I mean, I could just bullet point everything that's gone <laughs> wrong with the Blue Jackets this year. Uh, yeah. But, you know, it, it feels like, you know, Johnny Hockey, at least they have somebody that they know is going to be there that they can build around. Uh, but they need some extensive work. Yeah, they do. And it makes me so sad because I feel like Columbus has this reputation for being a place people don't want to go. And I feel like Johnny Gaudreau was maybe going to change that. And it's, you know, I really wish we would have seen it sort of take off a little bit, not too much, but a little bit. So yeah, Columbus Blue Jackets. 
Um, coming up, we are going to talk about a couple more disappointments, and then we're going to end because we're optimists on some pleasant surprises. That's just what we do. Um, but first, we want to thank you for making Locked on Predators your first listen of the day. For your second listen, we want you to go check out Locked on Sports today. They cover all the games that matter to the biggest stories across all the sports landscape. You get to go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insight that only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today, it is available on this app, on YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Ann. So I'm going to give you a two-for-one special Ooh, I love that. disappointing teams this year. Uh, do you remember what the biggest, maybe out of nowhere, trade of the NHL offseason was? Matthew Kachuk. I mean, Going to Florida for um, Jonathan Huberto and Mackenzie Weger. And we yes. looked at this and it's like, wow, this is actually like a big thing for both teams. Like this is this is something that can jumpstart both teams. And neither team has really gotten going. Now, I will yeah. I will preface this by saying the Florida Panthers are 10, 9, and 4. So they're not like, you know, dog crap. Right. Uh, and Calgary Flames are 10, 9, and 3. So same thing. I mean, but they have the same record as the Preds. So, you know, take that for what it's worth. Mm -hmm. um, but neither team has really trended in the right direction so far this year. In fact, the Panthers kind of seem to be getting worse. And those were the people that everybody's like, oh, yeah, with Kachuk, they're Stanley Cup contenders now. Right. And, you know, the, Kachuk is, you know, he's doing well. Like, he, he is doing fine. Um, but just, it, it just hasn't kind of completely, you know, been there. There's also some holes in the Florida Panthers lineup and they kind of look like a shell, uh, of what they were like last year. And a lot of people are looking at the coaching staff and, you know, they let Ander Burnett go, uh, who kind of led them yeah. to the stair and they brought in Paul Maurice, who I think a lot of people are like, huh, that seems dumb. Yeah. Uh, but to me, on the other side, maybe more disappointing for Calgary because with that trade, they lost Kachuk, but they got Jonathan Huberto, who was, you know, an NHL top three scorer last year, and Mackenzie Weger, who's like an underrated number one defenseman, like a defensive defenseman. And they got Nazem Kadri, who's like, you know, at the time, maybe like one of the best number two centers in the entire NHL. And they haven't looked as good as yeah. they have last year. And, you know, to me, that maybe is the bigger surprise because I thought Calgary uh, looked, even, even with losing Kachuk, even with Gaudreau, the people they brought in, I thought they could still be as good as they were last year, maybe a little bit better. And we haven't really seen that. Uh, I mean, a big reason for Calgary is their goaltending is awful. Like Jacob Markstrom, uh, you know, Vezina guy last year, not even close to that this year. Um, but you know, there's, these are two teams that you kind of expected to see sort of run the gauntlet this year and be some of the best teams in the NHL. And there's still a lot of time, just haven't seen it quite yet. Yeah. And I think that was such an interesting trade because oftentimes with the trade, you're like, okay, this team definitely got the better of it. And, you know, Kachuk was a big get for Florida, but Calgary did not walk away with nothing. And you really expect that these teams to come out and be as good as they were last season, just look a little bit different. And they just have not kind of shot out of the gate at the beginning of the season to really make a huge impression. So, 
Yeah, that's, I can see that. But again, I'm with you. I, I wouldn't want to predict where those two teams are come April because, you know, if a couple of things go their way, these could be teams, you know, deep in the playoffs. But as of right now, not as impressive as we thought we would, they were going to be. How about some, let's, we're hot to miss, Anne. Let's Always. end on a positive surprises this year. Yeah. How about some teams that are way above where you thought they'd be? Okay, this one delights me to no end. That is the Seattle Kraken. Like, (laughs) you know, they, God bless the Seattle Kraken. And that's about all we could say about them last season, except here's your first franchise win. We also said that to them last season. But the Seattle Kraken. Some additional franchise wins also. Well, we're here for them. We're so nice. They are 14-5-3. Now, look, here's what's real about the Seattle Kraken. They haven't necessarily come out of the gate with the toughest schedule so far. But they only lost two games in November. They lost to Winnipeg in overtime, and they lost to Minnesota 1-0. They did beat Nashville. That was an excruciatingly painful loss for the Nashville Predators. Definitely one of their come-to-Jesus early losses. Um, But they've beat Calgary. They've beat the Vegas Golden Knights. You know, so they've had kind of this interesting start to the season. And then November, they've sort of caught their groove. And the thing that I love the most about this storyline is little sweet Maddie Beneers. You know, 20-year-old Maddie Beneers, his, you know, kind of his rookie season. He had a couple of games under his belt at the end of last season, but this is his real kind of official rookie season. He has 11 points in his last five games. Yeah. 11 points in his last five games. And he just is delightful to watch on the ice and you know our friend Eric Ayala she is a big fan of kind of how he conducts himself off of the ice you know but they've got Andre Burakovsky Jared McCann is having kind of a season everybody's contributing and here's what's real about the Seattle Kraken I don't necessarily see the Seattle Kraken getting through you know they have a more challenging December schedule I don't necessarily see them going real deep in the playoffs or anything like that but at the beginning of the season this is just a fun story to follow. So I am here for the 14-5 and 3 Seattle Kraken. Yeah, you keep waiting for that like that shoe to drop. Yes. It, like just have him fall back to earth and uh, it hasn't hasn't happened yet. No. I'm, it might at some point, uh, but it hasn't quite happened yet. And who would have thought Martin Jones uh, you know, comes out of NHL obscurity after yes. years of mediocre play to kind of look like one of the best goalies in the NHL right now. Yeah, a lot of crazy things happening with the Kraken, and I'm 100% here for that. Yeah, speaking of goalies uh, helping to become the best team in the NHL right now, and are the Winnipeg Jets good? What is happening? Winnipeg Jets, uh, second in the Central Division right now, who are right behind Dallas, one point behind Dallas for the division lead, uh, despite playing two fewer games. Dallas probably could have been uh, a favorite for maybe surprise of the year, but they've kind of fallen a little bit. Uh, well, me- when, Meanwhile, Winnipeg just kind of seems to keep getting better. They beat the Abs 5-0 uh, the yes. other night. And yeah, they there's you look at their numbers and it's it's kind of up there like same amount of goals as the Avalanche this year. Uh, one only one more uh, goals against. So, you know, look, a lot of this comes down to Connor Hellebuck, who right True. now may be the best goalie uh, in the world. 
I dare say, mm-hmm. uh, you know, 931 save percentage with three shutouts this season. I mean, he is certainly the reason for a lot of the success, but yeah, I mean, you look up and down the lineup and like Josh Morrissey, we talk about defensemen coming out of nowhere. Josh Morrissey uh, has 25 points this season. Uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois, who, you know, we all talked about, oh yeah, he's going to get traded soon. He's off to a good start with 20 points. Blake Wheeler, who we thought was dead. He's got 20 <laughs> points this season. Mark Shifley's got 12 goals. So it's like all of these kind of players coming up out of nowhere. And yeah, maybe they're going to fall back to earth. Maybe, you know, Connor Hellebuck can't carry them all the way to the Stanley Cup playoffs. Uh, but there's some other pieces there that are doing just enough to make the Jets a pretty dangerous team. And as we saw the other night, like they can beat some really good teams. Yeah. They knocked off the Colorado Avalanche. They put seven on the Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, they beat the Dallas Stars in overtime, 5-4. So they're kind of getting some big wins over some good teams across the NHL. And uh, it just kind of makes you wonder. It's like, huh, are the Jets better than we gave them credit for? Yeah. Certainly at the start of the year, the answer is yes. Well, and I think when we were kind of looking at preseason rankings, this is not at all where we saw the Winnipeg Jets. And and again, it's the beginning of December, so we'll see what happens down the line. But I agree with you. I think so much of that is Connor Hellebuck. What's going to happen, I'm calling it now, and I shudder at the thought, is when the Predators take on the Winnipeg Jets, it's going to be David Riddick's one start this entire season (laughs) and he's going to get a shutout against the Predators. (laughs) Yeah. He's going to do like 48 saves or something like that. Like what Connor Ingram did the other night, but on crack. Right. That's just how it's going to go down when we face the Jets. But yeah, they're like, they're, I think they might be completely legit. And I did not see that coming in the central division. Did not see that coming. Yeah. And they play the Preds in a week and a half. So, yay, get to get to deal with all of that. Uh, so, hey, we want to hear your surprises. Uh, if you're listening on YouTube, you can leave a comment. Let us know who your surprises of the year are, either a good player or a team that you thought would be a little bit better. Uh, or you can tweet us at LO underscore Predators. We would love to get your take on this discussion as well. And give yourself a plug. Where can people find your work? You can find my work at insidethepreds.com and you can find me on Twitter at ANK underscore Mama on Ice. I'm Nick Morgan. You can find me at onthefourcheck.com or wingingitmotown.com and follow me on Twitter at underscore NS Morgan. Wherever you're listening to this, whatever podcast platform you're listening to on, uh, be sure to subscribe. Also subscribe if you're watching on YouTube as well. Hit the bell notification so you'll always be the first to know when we got new videos out. That's going to do it for us on today's Locked on Predators podcast. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We'll have your recap for Preds Devils on tomorrow's episode. We'll see you then.